Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter with my co-host Jordan today on a beautiful uh, Friday evening here to preview um, the Denver Broncos game against the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, lots of news to go over uh, this past week and more. Um, we're going to go over the keys to victory to this game, how the Broncos could, could uh, win this game against Colt McCoy and the Cardinals. Obviously, Kyler Murray, a very disappointing torn ACL last week um, on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. Very unfortunate. One of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, unfortunate, you know, to hear that news and see that bad of an injury. Prayers to him. Um, going over all those keys to victories, how the Broncos could, you know, go into this one win. They're playing at home. Um, and then our also our game predictions towards the end of the episode and more. Um, without further ado, how are you doing today, Jordan? Um, how are you doing? You know, after that, um, not not a disastrous loss to the Chiefs, but a very disappointing one. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, the I mean, it was a game, so yeah. um, you know, it wasn't a blob, But I I've, I've been doing great, man. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Um, I think one thing we can obviously be optimistic about now is the Broncos, um, at least with Russell Wilson, they figured out how to score points, which, you know, we really we really been wanting to see the last few weeks and even months. Um, and they finally figured a way how to do that with uh, Clint Kubiak calling the play. So hopefully we can see something with that moving forward into this game. But um, so, yeah, their injury report this week, uh, Russell Wilson has been ruled out, according to Adam Schefter in multiple reports. Um, he did beat the concussion protocols, but um, it was reported from Troy Rank that the up, the upper um, part of the Broncos organization, the ownership and uh, general manager, um, you know, front office, they decided to uh, hold back Russell Wilson in this one as a precaution. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think it was a smart move. What do, what do you think about this? What, did you want to see Russ go out here and maybe showcase more of what he has, or do you think it's the right move? Um, I think it's the right move. I think, you know, you look at what happened earlier in the season with two, I think, you know, you just got to lay on the side of caution. It is a concussion. And plus, you know, we're down to our last little pieces on the offensive line, third stringers, second stringers and whatnot. I think it was a good decision. I mean, each game moving forward doesn't really mean anything. We've already been eliminated. Um, it would have been good to see Russ go out there and play against a, a, a game that I think is very winnable with yeah. the Cardinals. But overall, I, I like the move. You know, you got to look towards the future and everything. Exactly. I There's some people who are saying, especially a lot on social media, saying that, you know, now that the Broncos are eliminated from uh, playoff contention officially, that they should just sit Russell Wilson the rest of the season, which I understand that he's like dealing with injuries, but I actually disagree. I would love to see Russell Wilson go out there and, give this offense something to look forward to find out, you know, what's working in this offense, the identity and whatnot. Cause a lot of these players are on the, um, this offense, especially the receiving weapons and also the quarterback position itself. They're going to be here again next year. And so, um, you would imagine that not too much is going to change, you know, uh, within the system and the offensive system, um, depending on who they get at head coach and bring in, that's going to matter a lot. But um, I would love to see Russell Wilson and, um, you know, play these next few games um, if he's good, though. The reason that I like this decision to not play him today is because, you know, he that's a very scary concussion. And we saw what happened with Tua and other quarterbacks in the past. When you rush them back from concussions, it can really, it can really mess with, um, you know, the, the brain and, you know, uh, it's just an injury that you don't want to rush back from. Cause if any injury is life-threatening, 
it's a concussion. So that that's something you want to, you know, take seriously. Um, it was obvious. I saw um, they interviewed him in the locker room just a few hours ago or not even an hour ago, um, you know, asking him how he felt about the decision. And he was saying that he was uh, on, well, he didn't say it was, he was unhappy about it, but it's pretty visible that he was. Um, and he was just talking about how, um, you know, obviously it was a definitely a scary instance, but he definitely worked it you know, his tail off to get back to, uh, you know, um, you know, back healthy for this game. Uh, but ultimately it was a smart decision to hold him back for this game. Don't want to re aggravate that or, um, you know, make it a much bigger issue than it already is. So, um, I like the, I like the decision. Um, the Broncos do expect them to have him back uh, for Christmas day next week against the Rams. Um, hoping for uh, Christmas W next week. Um, so this game, obviously the Cardinals four and nine on the season. I think this is one of the first games where the Broncos can kind of look in the mirror and say, this is a team much like us. Um, yeah. the, the defense is not so not so similar. I think Vance Joseph has done a solid job with their defense, but our defense is much better. Um, but the offenses, they've scored more points this, this season. Obviously, the the Cardinals are averaging 21.3 um, points per game a season. That's 17th in the NFL, while the Broncos are scoring 14.9. That's last in the NFL. That's a whole touchdown difference. Um, but these are both teams in a sense where they've both been extremely disappointing this season. When you talk about the most disappointing teams, you look at the Saints, the Broncos, the Cardinals, those are the three main the three main teams you look at. The Buccaneers too, but um, it, there's just those are just teams that have not been offensively what a lot of fans and you know analysts thought they were going to be. Um, so with that being said, obviously you know like Hackett said a few weeks ago, somebody's got to win this game. So <laughs> how, how do you think the Broncos can separate themselves uh, in this one? Um, I mean, it's I think it's going to be very challenging for us because uh, the Cardinals do rank high um, on their defense against the run. And without Russell Wilson, I, you know, I pretty much would most likely see them try to run the ball a little bit more. But I'll say just same thing last week, get Dolchik involved, get Jerry Judy involved, because uh, the defense is going to give us stops. So it's going to be a lot of punts. Um, I just think we got to capitalize. I think Brett Rippon just got to take things slow, go through his reads. Um we got to get guys like Montreal Washington involved and because I'm the game plan has to be to get the ball out quick because Brett Rippon took some shots last week too when he got in the game. I just yeah. think I got to get the ball out quick. Judy, I think – is Hamler back? Uh, no, he's out for the whole season. Uh, oh, he's out for the whole season? Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, well, so, yeah, it's got to be a Judy and Dolce game. Um, Try to get a, a little bit of a Latavius Murray sprinkled in. But I just think getting the ball out quick, making, making good decisions with the ball, and I think we should win the game. Yeah, in this game, um, Corlin Sutton is actually ruled out for another week. So um, this is going to be another game where they really depend on Jerry Judy. Um, wide receivers Cortland Sutton and Kendall Hinton are actually both out with hamstring injuries. So, yeah, this this one's going to be – it needs to be another big, big Judy game um, to even have any chance of winning this one. Um, Draymond Jones and DJ uh, Jones both – Big guys on the defensive line um, are questionable for this one. But some uh, rather, um, you know, encouraging news. Randy Gregory is expected to play in this game after not playing all the way since um, the uh, the Colts game, I believe. Um, so it's it's been a while. 
definitely been a while. And then also Billy Turner, who a lot of people thought he was going to be done for the season. He's actually coming back. He's he's coming back, um, and he is also expect, expected to play in this game. Um, the Broncos are going to move Cam, uh, Cameron Fleming to left tackle and then um, put Calvin Anderson at their natural uh, swing tackle spot. Um, once again, another starting offensive line combination um, this week. Uh, offensive lines um, – that matchup, it's a, it's another one where you know the, it's going to depend a lot if Draymond Jones and DJ Jones are active. But um, the Broncos this season have given up 44 sacks the entire season. Um, it's a bit of a skewed stat because a lot of um those sacks have been you know holding on to the ball long or running into sacks. But as of late, the offensive line, as we said in the last episode, we didn't hold back. They're they've been just god awful. That Chiefs game was horrendous to watch. Um, uh, but then you know. On the Cardinals side, they've given up 37 sacks. So that's um that I believe that's around the fourth or, or I'm sorry, but I think the sixth or seventh most seventh most in the league. So um yeah, the Broncos were on the third or fourth worst offensive line in the league, and then theirs are on the seventh worst. So um it, it's definitely uh you're you kind of look at that uh, matchup on paper and say you, you can have a big day on for both defensive lines. Um yeah, it's going to be really big to have Randy Gregory back because that sets up things. That makes things a lot easier for um, Baron Browning, who's playing edge for the you know first time all the way since Ohio State. So um, that's going to be big to see. Yeah, um, I think um, going you know with the defensive line is going to be probably the first game where we're going to see a, a glimpse of next year's defensive line. Um, I think it's going to be a game you know figure out the rotations, figure out who's going to be the two starters next year. I, I think it's going to end up being Browning and Gregory, but. Um, it's going to just be fun to see the rotating with Bonito and all those guys. But to the offensive line, it's just, um, you know, you got J.J. Watt and that Cardinals defensive line. I, you know, if you watch Hard Knocks, you know, that's probably one of the better spots on their team. All I got to say is I'm praying for Brett Rippin. I'm praying for him because <laughs> uh, it's, it's going it's gonna to be a long day with that side, especially, you know, I, hopefully we can run the football. I don't think we're going to have much success on it, but – Man, I just I just pray for him. I mean, Billy Turner's coming back, but you never know. I mean, he's been hurt the whole season, so he might get in there and he, he might, you know, I, I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying, you know, there's a good chance he may play limited snaps or just may may re-injure himself because it's gonna be a tough game. So let's talk let's talk about the Brett Rippon in the quarterback position for a second. So Brett Rippon up to the preseason, I don't know if you guys remember, a lot of people were knacking him for his, you know, the first few preseason games where him and Josh Johnson were battling for the backup QB spot. He was holding on to the ball too much. And then when he plays in that, um, it was either the Bills or the Vikings game. He did a really well job of getting the ball out fast. And we saw a lot of improvement from him. The offense was working. Offense was scoring points because of him. I believe it was the Vikings game. We won that game. Um, and we we see him coming into the Chiefs game, and he's just holding on to the ball too long. That interception where he got hit from behind, that's not on the O-line. That's not on the O-line. He was holding on to the ball too much, and he created you know space, got out of the pocket, and made a play in that sense. But just holding on to the ball too long, if nothing's there, you got to throw it away, man. And that's something that's been a huge knack on uh, Brett Rippon's game. So um, we really need to see him get rid of the ball quick this game because like you said JJ Watt in that defensive line is it, that's the life of their team right now especially with Kyler Murray gone um that's where you know the kind of the heart and soul is for their uh defense and that whole team to be honest um that's where they're going to really depend on their team to get sacks and really gain momentum uh in this game especially against this Broncos offensive line that is trending not in the right direction to say the least um lots of injuries have riddled them but yeah that's going to be definitely a matchup to look at and then obviously 
this is something I was thinking about. Why are we this random practice squad guy, Jarrett? I don't even know how to say his last name. He he's a, he's a rookie. We signed him. He's from some random college, and he's going to be a backup in the NFL for the first time. Doesn't even have a single NFL snap under his belt. I don't under I don't understand this. I don't understand what we are doing here. Why can't we we have the cap space? Let's go get some veteran. I I to my um the quarterback. Yeah. The, yeah. the guy, he's going to be backing up Brett Rippon this Sunday. I, what are we doing here? <laughs> Hackett said in the interview he has he has the intangibles and the knowledge to make the right decisions at the NFL. Bro, shut up. You, bro, stop. Your, your job is on the line. You know that's not true, buddy. I know if it was up to I you, mean, you would have had Russell Wilson playing, but it was up to the front office. I mean, I'm, I'm nothing surprises me at this point. I just think that, um you know, after having Melvin Gordon on the team so long, I – you know, I stopped questioning Hackett's decisions, you know, and the whole culture stats moving forward. I mean, I like I said, I, I don't even remember. I, I remember hearing about we signed some guy that I never even heard of. And yeah, he had, it's just I'm not surprised at this point. I mean, that's that's that's, that's our culture staff is. They're going to go in there and be prepared, but they're not really prepared. So it's been that way the whole season. I ain't surprised about that at all. Well, the front office too, because like, why would you not go out and get a vet? And to you really need a vet in this situation. Brett Rippon is not a vet. You got you got to go get someone that can that really has the knowledge and the experience to you know help help the quarterback that's starting for a game day. This dude is a rookie, and you're he's going to be your backup, and doesn't even have a single NFL snap, let alone hardly any practicing experience. We just signed him last week. I. Don't want to, I don't understand what we're doing here, man. I, I understand we're out of the playoffs, but you you got to put your team in a better position. At this rate, well, I was about to say Kendall Henson's going to have to step in, but he's out this game with our luck. So, bro, I would have loved to see Kendall Henson back up ripping this game. Yeah. Um. Wait, so 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 our receivers is going to be Brandon Johnson, Jerry Judy, and Montreal, I'm guessing. At the and Jalen Virgil. Oh, yeah, Jalen Virgil. Um, so I, I have a question for you. Uh, okay. How you feel about the Raiders um, signing uh, Muti? Off the practice squad. Oh yes, almost forgot about that. That's great to bring that up. So let's let yeah, let's talk about this. Um, Natane Muti, bro. I, I I love him, and I I voiced my opinions on this last week on the pod. Um, on our last episode, dude. Why why were we starting a a, <laughs> a guard who never played? Uh, <laughs> we're starting a center who never played guard in his life, and then you put Quinn Bailey. He does terrible, and then you do Muti. Bro, I don't blame him for leaving. It sucks that he's going to our division rivals, but I don't know if you saw the interview. Um, it was on, uh, I believe it was 104.3 The Fan. Um, they actually reported that um, Muti had the decision to go between the Broncos and the Raiders because the Raiders put in a waiver claim for him, and the Broncos front office got alerted. They got alerted about it, and um, he, he found out about it, obviously, and uh, they tried to assign Muti to the 53 man before he went to the um the Raiders uh 53 man. He's like, nope, going to the Raiders roster. And I don't blame him, man. I don't blame him. He's he's reuniting with the Fresno State, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and they have a much better O-line than us. And I mean, they're not out of the playoffs, and they're not they're probably not gonna treat him like trash, making him the the third guard when over underneath someone who's never played guard in their life. So I don't yeah, I don't blame him at all, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't blame him either. I mean, he's going to a way better situation. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the film, he's a he's pretty solid. I was surprised yeah. he wasn't getting a lot of snaps. Um, you know, especially with all the injuries we have. 
But I, I just have a gut feeling he's gonna, he's gonna go to the Raiders and he's gonna ball out and he's gonna it's gonna end up making us look really bad. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that's probably gonna happen, especially with Josh Jacobs. He's gonna probably fit right in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he's gonna be back enough for now. But I'm pretty sure that they're they're gonna find a way to sprinkle him in somewhere. But yeah, it sucks that you know he's gone and I don't like you said I don't blame him. I mean. I'd rather go with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams right now at this point. I mean, you got a shot. At, you have a some a, a little shot of making the playoffs rather than Denver, and it's, it's over. Yeah, Mooty's a dog. I don't know. This is just another player in situation where I just sit there and scratch my head while, how the Broncos handled it. Like, first of all, you cut him at the beginning of the season and don't even have him on the 53-man, and your your depth isn't even that well there. And Mooty, he has experience in the past starting at that position, left guard and right guard. And you hold so the whole season you have him on the practice squad. Don't understand that in the first place. That surprised me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, maybe yeah, did. the coaching, yeah, maybe the coaching staff knows something we don't. Who knows? And they they didn't. They're wrong. And Muti <laughs> Muti's good. Like you said on film, he's he's a he's a big boy. I mean, he this dude can he's really he's really good at the guard spot. He's actually one of the stronger guards in the league. He, his his uh, bench press and whatnot in the combine is like uh, I believe he has like one of the records or if not you know top three. Um, he he's just a really he's he's a he's a guy that can you know handle his own to say the least. He's not going to need any help with double teams or anything. That's that's what we could say about Muti. And so, yeah, it's just another situation where I don't understand the, the way they handled this. Um, and, you know, maybe him going to the Raiders can really teach George Payton and this offensive staff staff a lesson because I, I really – just a lot of players this season. You got – obviously the whole Melvin Gordon situation, I, I like that they waived him, but um, – <laughs> I don't want to talk about Melvin Gordon anymore. Um, but, yeah, the way they handled that didn't make sense. Um, and, obviously, like we're talking about right now, the backup quarterback situation, what are we doing there? Don't don't understand that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just really – I'm really looking forward to a new coaching staff next year. I'm so tired of this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even – like I said, I'm not even surprised. Uh, backup quarterback situation, just completely unprepared. You know, they're just going to throw anybody who they can in there. I mean – it looks. I mean, you, you would think that a coach whose job is on the line would try a lot harder and, you know, actually put some effort into some some things and is not even looking like he's trying. But yeah, that that Melvin Gordon situation was just that was horrible. Yeah. As a Bronco fan, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. He should have been cut after week two, week three. Had five. He I think he had five fumbles through the first four weeks of the season. There's no reason why he should have kept being on the team and hack it. When he came out there and said, yeah, Melvin Gordon is the starter for this week after costing us a game against the Raiders, which was just terrible. But, yeah, I mean, this pretty much sums it up how it's been all season. Yeah, I didn't make, that didn't make that sense, situation didn't make sense. They The one game, they gave him three carries for, like, eight yards, and they benched him. Didn't even fumble. Then the next game, the next game they start him, and then he's fumbling, and they still let him play. Like, bro, I yeah, I, I – That'll probably be the last time I speak on Melvin Gordon because I'm I'm tired of wasting any stress on him. Um, yeah, and just this coaching staff is getting it's getting beyond annoying. Um, but yeah, getting back to this this Cardinals game, um, you know, Muti obviously huge loss. This offensive line really needs to step it up this week. Um, and then, like you said, I really like that you brought that up because I was actually going to touch on that. Brad Rippin needs to to get the ball out fast in this game or else he's just going to, he's just going to be eating alive and it's going to be a long day. 
Um, we'll probably have another game of nine points. Um, it, we need to get the ball off fast. And then obviously Jerry Judy is really our only weapon this week besides Greg Dulcich. Um, we, we need to find a way to get them the ball again this week. Um, it feels like that's, an, that's another big key to victory this week is feed Dulcich and Judy because that's really your only option. But one thing I'm, I'm excited about, though, is every time Brett Rippon plays, he's all, Jerry Judy always seems to have a really good game. The Jets game, the um, – what was the other game this year? The Jets. Uh, it was that another the no, other another Jets game. He had a he had a pretty pretty solid game. He had like ninety five receiving yards. So, yeah, they need to get him back, you know back there. And then obviously it's the second week in a row where he's going to be lined up in the X uh, receiving spot. So, um, really excited to see that. Um, he really cooked in man coverage that year. Uh, in that game. Um, and when you're in the X receiver spot, you just have a lot more one-on-one matchups where you're isolated and are able to beat man coverage. And even when they doubled him in that game, you're still beating players. I saw Justin Simmons say that there was one play where there was a DB pressed up on him and, uh, you know, man coverage. And there was another, uh, it was a, either a safety or a linebacker that was, you know, giving, um, you know, coverage help. Uh, you know, inside the middle of the field, and he still found a way to shake him off the line of scrimmage and beat his way inside and still get a catch. Jerry Judy is just an insane route runner, um, and I'm really excited to see that this week. Um, I believe they still have uh, – I don't think Byron Murphy is injured. Um, I know the Cardinals are one of those teams who have just, you know, hit with injuries this year, just like the Broncos, the Niners, the Chargers. Those are of the most injured teams in the league. Um, so I, I think Byron Murphy is still, um, you know, playing this week. He should be um, – I'm, I'm expecting him to follow around Jerry Judy in this game because that's really the only threat in our wide receiver room in this game. Um, you know, obviously a very unexpected, you know, hit losing Kendall Henson. That really sucks because Kendall Henson someone who's just really been coming on these last few weeks. It may not show up on the stat sheet, but this dude's doing really well when he's given the opportunity. So third down situations. Exactly. He's like, he's our third down, you know, reliable target. And to lose him in this game, that could really hurt us on third down conversions. And that's something Brett Rippon really struggled with against the Jets, third down conversions. So, um, really need to, you know, work, work on that in that sense. Um, you know, like, like, like we said, feed Jerry Judy and Greg Dulcich. Um, the run defense needs to have a bounce back game this week. Need to have a bounce back game this week. Um, James Conner had 87 yards rushing um, last week and over five yards of carry. So um, when he's getting the ball, uh, you know, these last few games, he's, he's doing something with it. So the run defense really needs to come back from, you know, these atrocious performances. Um, the Ravens, actually, they did pretty well against them. Panthers, they did really well against them. But the Broncos seem to have these games where they just randomly give up a bunch of rushing yard, rushing yards. It seems to be a little bit inconsistent on that end. You know, not going to bash the defense too much, but they really need to contain James Conner well and then make make uh, Colt McCoy try to beat you with his, with his arm in this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that um... – they're probably going to come out and try to run it or maybe even give James Conner some short throws, some screens. Uh, but I think our defense is going to be prepared for that. I think um, more on the defensive side we're going to be worried about is Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. I think those are going to be our main – because, I mean, even though with Kyler been out, Colt McCoy, is, his main guy has been DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So I think, you know, Patrick Chartan is going to be on him. Um, we're probably going to throw some different looks at Hollywood. But I, I think going into the game, we know James Conner's got to be the guy that we got to contain and then everything else should fall into place. Um Going back to the offense, which you said with Jerry Judy and Byron Murphy, that's going to be a matchup to watch. I hope that we give Jerry Judy the ball because he should be open all game. Me, Byron Murphy, yeah. he's a he's a pretty solid corner, but I don't think he can hold you know hang with Judy at all. I think 
If we Agreed. give him the looks and we put him up in the right spots, I think Judy's going to have a big game. But um, going back to, you know, the offensive side of the ball, expect to see a lot of blitzes, I think. I think I think Vance Joseph is getting ready to send Isaiah Simmons and yeah. Zayvon Collins all, all game long. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Zayvon Collins, he's been getting a lot of interceptions and everything, but he's fast. Him and Isaiah Simmons, I'm expecting to see a lot of, like a lot, you know, maybe every series he's going to send one of them or maybe both of them at Brett Ripon and see how he can handle the blitz. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we could pick it up, but it's gonna be a long game. Yeah, I think because of that, we're probably gonna see another one of those games where Kubiak wants to run more screens. Because if they really did get Brett Ripon ready for this game, which I don't have faith in Hackett and the staff to do that, but um, if they did, they would have told him, you know, to really focus on, you know, hitting your blanket receivers, your kind of, um, you know, what do you call it? your your security blankets. Um, if you have Marlon Mack out of the backfield, hit him if you're getting a blitz from, like you said, Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons. Because that's a really good point you're bringing up. The interior offensive line has been horrible, horrible the last few weeks. So they're going to – yeah, they're going to run up the middle and try to blow us up and really make life, you know, living hell for Brett Rippon. Um, and Brett Rippon, if – you know, I'm sure the Cardinals were uh, watching a lot of that tape on him. Um, they, they know that Brett Rippon doesn't handle pressure too well. Um, you know, in the sense of, you know, defensive blitzes. So, yeah, I definitely could see them that, you know, implementing that in their game plan this week um, and, you know, on game day as well. So definitely something to watch there. I think um, they, you know, Kubiak really needs to scheme up, you know, these uh, screen passes um, or just, you know, maybe have Judy on like a little hitch if, you know, just a security where Brett Ripon can get the ball out fast because that's – I think this is like the, the main focal point of the offense is this week – can the Broncos defense prevent these quick passes from Colt McCoy? Cause that's what Colt McCoy loves to do when he's not, you know, launching it to D hop on intermediate or deep routes. He's getting the ball out really quick on, you know, just little dump offs. And that's what, that, that's something he's really good at. Um, and then on the Broncos offensive end, like we said, you know, Brett Ripon needs to just find a way to get out the ball fast. Cause when he does that, he's effective. Um, but speaking of Colt McCoy, this is someone who I think we shouldn't really underestimate. I think this is a winnable game, even with Brett Ripon. Um, but we I don't think we should underestimate him because he's been in the league a while and he's a, he's in his mid-30s and he knows how to handle himself. He's been a backup quarterback for a long time. He knows how to prepare for these moments. He's gonna he's gonna be ready for it. Um, do I think he's gonna be able to beat this Broncos defense? I don't think so. But the question is, is this, is Brett Ripon in this offense gonna be able to handle that Cardinals defense? Um, yeah, I mean. I've been watching Hard Knocks, and you know I learned a lot about Colt McCoy. I mean, he's gonna attack the game plan. And, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be prepared on his own. He doesn't even really need the coach to set that much. He's gonna be prepared. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it's not gonna be too much um, for Colt McCoy. You know, against our defense, I think our defense may give up around I'll say nine to sixteen points somewhere around that area. Yep. Um, but it's gonna be all about a, a scoring. Um, I think with Colt McCoy, you know. The matchup of this week is going to be Pastor Tan versus DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be yeah. the matchup, and I'm I'm Excited. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see that. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think um, if everything goes well, I think Pastor Tan will kind of hold him in check a little bit. I mean, Colt McCoy is going to make some tough throws on Pastor Tan without it getting picked or just a bad throw deflection. Um, I think that you know it's gonna it's gonna come down to all the other throws: Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore. Um, I think Trey McBride is our starting tight end. We just got to limit those guys. Make those guys beat us. Not James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins, like they're probably going to plan on. I mean, um, I think that the last time we played Hollywood Brown, when he was with the Ravens, Hollywood Brown killed us. Oh, yeah. The wide he open. killed us. He killed us. So, I mean, Justin Simmons, 
and Mathis and all those guys, Kareem Jackson on the back end, they got to get ready because I'm pretty sure Cliff Kingsbury is going to call some post routes to Hollywood Brown streaking across that middle of the field, and we got to be ready for it. Yeah, I remember I started uh, Hollywood Brown that game when they came to Denver. Very mixed feelings that day. Um, but, yeah, that's a really good point you bring up. And then the PS2 thing as well, this is a big game for him because the last time he, he had a premier matchup against Devontae Adams and DJ Moore, they got the best of him. So this is a big matchup for him to prove to the league um, and, you know, not only to the league but himself that he's still that he's still that guy and he's going to lock up the top receivers in the league. And I think he is able to. Um, I think this is a game where we can see Hopkins get like under like 50 ish yards and not like go too crazy. Like he has in the like past few weeks. So yeah, it could really could go either way. This is a really good matchup. I think people are really underrating, um, you know, Deandre Hopkins when a player, it seems like when a player misses a lot of time, they tend to ride them off. We've seen that with Michael Thomas. People are probably already calling Michael Thomas like a, you know, top 20 receiver when he's really around the top 10 still, which is crazy to say. He's still a threat. He's still a threat. He's still a threat. Yeah. And he may not be on the field to prove that. And I understand if you're ranking him outside of there, but he's he's still one of those guys. And D Hop is he's someone who I I I think you can make an argument. He's like still top seven, still around there. Yeah, I agree. Dude, he has he has like the best hands in the league. Yeah, I mean, you look at him, he hasn't even taken a to me, he hasn't taken a step back at all. I mean, he's still kind of the same D hop. I mean, I don't think he's as fast as he was, but he's still like D hop. And I think people, man, people are sleeping on him. Yeah. I still say he's around top six-ish. Like, I mean, just out of respect, I like to put him top five because, I mean, he has the best hands in the league yeah. and his technique is still great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'll say for him in this game, he's still going to get his – I mean, he's going to get like 11 targets. Um, I still think he's going to get like six around, maybe six catches. Um, they won't all be on Sortan. It'll be some short yardage, like maybe a wide receiver screen, a little quick in route, he'll get a catch. But he won't get that many yards after the catch. I'll say he'll finish with like – 12 targets, six catches, around 66, 70 yards, that type of game for D-Hop. Yeah, sounds about right. And, yeah, I think they'll find ways to get him away from PS2, to be honest. That's probably what they want, honestly. Um, it, You know, I think Damari Mathis has been incredible this year, but if they find a way to, you know, have Mathis covering D-Hop, <laughs> pray, pray. Nah, um, nah. I- I, I think if anything, um, the defense will probably have the second guy to be on D Hop. If anything, is is Kawan Williams? He's back, right? Yeah, very yeah. very good to have him back. Yeah, I think Kawan Williams probably be the second guy. I don't think they're gonna put Mathis on. I'll be surprised if I see him lined up against D Hop because I think he needs he needs to be on Hollywood Brown the entire game. Yeah, I, I, that's another that's another matchup: Hollywood Brown and Damari Mathis. Damari Mathis, he is so physical and he he's fast too. He's fast. He had a really, really good PBU in the end zone. Mahomes tried to – he think he thought yeah, he, he could – Yeah, that fraud thought he could bully our rookie corner, and he uh, he got the PBU in the end zone. But, yeah, that's another that's another matchup. The wide receiver DB matchups are huge this week, and then obviously O-line, D-line uh, matchups are, are big big time too. Um, so, yeah, hopefully getting Billy Turner back is going to be huge, um, you know, setting the edge there. Um, and hopefully the Broncos get something going on the run game this week because last week two yards of carry wasn't going to cut it at all. Um, I know we were really trying to come back from 27 to zero, but um, when we were running the ball, it was awful. And, you know, a lot of that is on the offensive line too. I still like Latavius Murray. Um, but, yeah, um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into our game predictions. Now we're done with our keys to victory. Um, offensive, defensive studs, who is going to be showing up on the stat sheet for the Broncos this week? Um, I'll start on this side. I'm going to go with 
I got to go with Jerry Judy. I think he's he's the offense this week. He's going to be the guy. He should get around 9 to 13 targets. Um, I'm hoping he has a big game, looking yeah. around seven catches. I think he has to be the guy. If I had to go anybody else, it would be Dozier. But I'm going to go Judy because I think they're going to try to give him the ball the most. Um, on the defensive side, this game, um, I'm going to go Justin Simmons. I think Justin Simmons, is he'll have a decent enough game. I think he'll probably get a pick. Um. I'm hoping. I think Cole McCoy, he's going to go be aggressive, and I think he's going to try to test. He's going to try to test us. I think every quarterback just seems like that they can test the Broncos one of these days. It seems like we're getting a pick almost every week. Um, I think Justin Simmons, he's got to be – he's got to come up big because they're going to run out of – they're going to run out of post routes, wheel routes. It's going to be a good game. I'm really curious to see what they do with Judy this week because now that we're talking about it, I I really could see them like doubling Judy like the Chiefs were doing late in the game last week, which I I don't want to see because I would love to see Jerry Judy just have another game where he just proves all the haters wrong. But it seems like it's probably heading that way because let's be real, are they really gonna not double Jerry Judy when the other guy in the, the opposite side of the field is Brandon Johnson? Like no no like knock on Brandon Johnson, yeah. but like they're that's what they're gonna do. Jerry Judy the you know league executives and these uh coaches they know what Jerry Judy is capable of unlike most of the fans are still calling him a bust they know Jerry Judy is you know probably one of the the best like route runners in the league if not the best so yeah definitely something to look forward to there um I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on the offense I think Jerry Judy has another good game just because you know when it seems for whatever reason whenever Cortland Sutton is out and whenever Brett Rippon is throwing the ball to him, he just balls out. I don't know what it is, the chemistry or from camp or what, they just ball out. So I'm gonna think I'm gonna say Jerry Judy gets he has about 80 plus receiving yards this week, maybe a touchdown, maybe. Um, I think he'll do the best on offense this week. Um, then for defense, I think it's a, a really good matchup for Baron Browning. Randy Gregory's back. Um, I assume Randy Gregory is gonna be full, like um, you know, full snap counts. But I think having him back is going to be huge for Browning because it takes, you know, pressure off him. He doesn't have, you know, Cooper and Benito on the other side. Um, it's just going to be a more, much more stronger pass rush against a below average O-line. Um, I think Baron Browning is going to have one of those games where we really praise him and, you know, call him a starter for next year, for all of next year, um, be more comfortable with him moving forward. I think Baron Browning gets two plus sacks in this game. Um, so, yeah, I got Browning and Judy for this game. Um if it's not Judy, it's probably going to be Dulcich. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I just like those matchups there. Um, hopefully, you know, they, they aren't double too much though. Um, Cause you know, health is definitely not on our health and availability is definitely not on our side um, for the rest of the season. Um, any, anything else you want to touch on for those predictions? Yeah. Um, I don't think, um, I think the smart thing to do would be a double Judy, but I think, you know, you watch the Cardinals a lot. I don't think they're going to really double them that much. Um, you know, I think their their safeties are still Jalen Thompson and uh Buda Baker. Yeah. I don't know if they have Antonio. Yeah, I think Antonio Hamilton's a corner. But um, I think you know they like to. I mean, Jalen Thompson's a cover, but Buda plays a lot of that hybrid role, and I'm he's gonna play a lot yeah. of the middle of the field ish kind of. I don't really see them doubling Judy that much. I think Judy's gonna get some a lot of single coverages, like kind of you know a little in the middle of the game. I say early in the game they try to double him, but then they lean off of that. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna see that much double team. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope you're right on that. You know, we'd love to see Jerry Judy isolated on one on one matchups to really take the top off the defense. And you know, yards after catch, Jerry Judy is still underrated too. 
Like he, he can find, you know, he's not as shifty as he was in college, which I don't, you know, injuries have kind of, I don't know if they've prevented him from that, but, or he just hasn't had the looks that he's wanted. Um, but we'd like to see more of him, more of that from him, but he's still really good, you know, after the catch. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot of wide, wide receivers recently for the 2023 draft. I've been getting ready for, you know, all my uh, prospects and ranking them and whatnot. And I'm really right now, what I'm evaluating is looking for guys that can really, you know, take the top of the defense, uh, top off the defense and, you know, make yards after the catch. That's what I'm really looking forward uh, for. And, you know, hopefully they can let Jalen John, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Virgil do that in this game. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we just get shocked this week and, like, Brandon Johnson or Jalen Virgil have a big game. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, if I had to say, if I had to pick somebody else to kind of maybe have a super game, it would probably be Brandon Johnson because nobody really knows him. Um, I think he's undrafted, but he, yeah. he he could make some noise. But then again, it's Hackett's offense and Kubiak's offense, so you never know. He might not even get a target until, like, the third quarter. Yeah, he didn't even have a single catch last week. So, yeah, with that being said, um, that's going to be it for uh, t- today's episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, looking forward to this game. Um, this this feels like one of the more winnable games in uh, recent um, weeks for the Broncos. But, you know, obviously we said that against the Panthers and, you know, it didn't happen. So uh, really hoping for a win this week. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a like. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, um, if you're also uh, make sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're on Apple or Spotify, whether you're listening to the audio or just watching the video on there, um, you know, video is available on Spotify. Make sure to follow, leave a rating, um, and you know, answer the question below. Um, you know, let us let us uh, know what you guys think about the podcast, what you want to see more on the podcast. We got plenty more content coming up for you guys. Um, once the season is over, we're gonna be having players on here. It's gonna be a blast. So make sure you have notifications on, you follow, so you never miss an episode. You never miss these exclusive interviews. This great content. Uh, I want to start having a, uh, like um, Broncos insiders on here as well. It's gonna be really looking forward to that. It'll be exciting. Um, so you got make sure you guys um, leave a like. All the sports greatly appreciated. Rating, follow, notifications, all that good stuff um, means the world to us. With that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next one, peace.